This is a podcast from Real Life Sango in Clarksville, Tennessee. Thank you for being a part of our online community. We would love for you to join us at 8.30 or 10 a.m. on Sunday morning at the City Forum. In the meantime, if you would like to share a prayer request, make a financial contribution, or take a step at Real Life, you can text MISSION to 97000. Now enjoy the podcast. Many Christmases ago, my oldest son, Jack, was about four years old. And um, I, he got it in his head that he wanted a jetpack for Christmas. And that was a problem because we didn't know what a jetpack was. <laughs> like, he hadn't found it, you know, in a toy catalog or he hadn't found it online. I think there was some cartoon he was watching that just got it in his head that he wanted a jetpack. And I'm pretty sure his birthday was like, um, like December 24th, Christmas Eve. And, um, and so he usually gets a mashup of, of these gifts. And somehow my wife Googled on Amazon, searched on Amazon, Jetpack. And um, do, you, do you remember Buzz Lightyear? Do you remember that guy? Well, up came on Amazon this great Buzz Lightyear um, Jetpack thing. And uh, so we ordered. It was the first time we ever done, did like two-day two shipping with Amazon, and it shows up. And you're like, oh my goodness, that is a jetpack right there. Like, that is a jetpack. And when he opened it up, he put it on. And when he put it on, he jumped up on the couch. And he actually thought he was going to fly around the house with the jetpack on. He was four years old, you know. It's like, of course you think you're going to strap on the jetpack and fly around that, you know. But it's like, like it, it never occurred to us that he was going to think that it was actually going to be possible to fly around the room with a jetpack. You, you, know you know when the Christmas announcement came that Mary was going to give birth to a son? How impossible that that seemed to her because she was a virgin? Can, can you imagine how impossible that that would have been, that she would actually give birth to a son? It was clearly impossible. And I love this little, uh, this little nugget tucked away in Luke chapter 1. Um, where she's discussing these things. Uh, listen to this. And, and Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I'm a virgin? And the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has conceived a son and, and called this the sixth month with, with who her child was called barren for nothing will be impossible with God so so here her sister is now pregnant who was barren Mary was gonna be give birth to a child being a virgin and the and the angel reminds Mary of what Mary knew all along which we often forget this simple reality that nothing shall be impossible with God you know, many of us here this morning think that a flourishing Christmas is impossible. We just think that like a, a, a peace-filled Christmas is impossible. Maybe a, a reconciled relationship during Christmas is impossible. Perhaps a, a stress-free Christmas is impossible. Most of us this morning, there's something standing in front of us or this whole Christmas season has stood in front of us or maybe this whole year has stood in front of us that we just felt like it's just impossible. 
In, indeed, many of us think that what God requires of us and in, in the life that God wants us to live as a Christian, it's just, it's just impossible. Um, this morning, I'm titling this sermon, A, a Christmas Possibility. And uh, I love that. So we've been preaching through the book of Ephesians. And so this morning, I'm actually staying in the book of Ephesians, and I'm coming to Ephesians chapter 3. So I invite you to turn in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 3. This is one of two of my favorite verses that have been two of my favorite verses for a long time. And so as you're turning to Ephesians 3, I'm just going to share these verses with you. Paul writes, and, and let me remind you of the context that Paul's writing to the Christians. He writes, and he's writing to these Christians that were on the verge of losing hope. Paul's in jail, and he doesn't want them to throw in the towel on their faith. And so he's, he's writing theology about the gospel. He's telling them what he's praying for them. And now he's basically giving them four parts, four parts to a, a flourishing, I'm going to call it a flourishing Christmas. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, this is what Paul says. He says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want you to see it in the sacred scriptures, but let's just go over that one more time. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or think, according to the power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know, when you... Um, uh, parents, you, you, your, your kids probably got something for Christmas that requires a lot of assembly. <laughs> you know, you try to stay away from these gifts, right? You just kind of, you know, a lot, of, a lot of parts. Well, I'm just giving us four parts this morning to a flourishing Christmas. Four, four parts. And the first part that we see in this verse is, is the power. Did you hear that in that verse 21, the power? Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or think. Let's just kind of come around that language. Like it's Christmas morning, some of us are a little, you know, a little frazzled, a little tired, a little distracted, but let's wrap our minds around that language. Paul's writing, he says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably, what does that mean? You can't measure it. It has no end. It's inexhaustible. You can't say this much. So now to him who has beyond all ability to measure. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we would ask or think. Now some of you are pretty, you've got good imagination, so you could think of some amazing things that God could do. But God is the God that speaks galaxies into being. God is the God that, that parts the Red Seas. God is the God that that gives life to newborn babies. God is the God that brings about his son into this earth through a, a virgin. And, and Paul's reminding us that if you're going to flourish, that's our vision as a church, if you're going to flourish, first, the first part, the first component, and you know those things don't work right if you don't get all the parts together. The first part is the power. The power. The power to us living the life that God wants us to live is not from ourselves. 
It's now to him who is able. He is the one that's able. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or think. Friends, listen, I meet with enough of you regularly enough that I know that, that regularly you come up against things that you feel like are just too much for you. And you're right. They're too much for you. You know, there's often little sayings that get thrown around that people say are in the Bible that aren't in the Bible. And one of the sayings that gets thrown around is God will never give you more than you can handle. <laughs> That's actually like a, a misquoting of a verse. In, in the verses is that God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. In other words, the Lord will not allow the devil to tempt you without giving you a way out. But God will often, listen, God will often allow more than you can bear in your life. More than you can carry, more than you have the strength for, more than you have the wisdom for, more than you have the time for, more than you have the energy for. God will often allow overwhelming circumstances to come into your life to remind you he doesn't want you to live this life in your own power. He wants you to live it in his power. And Paul's reminding us now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Listen, the Bible says that God opposes the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So it's often those overwhelming circumstances that God is just using as our tutor, as our servant, to bring us to our knees so that we realize our power is insufficient and his power is enough. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine, according to the power at work within us, this power is a person. And this power is the person of the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul's talking about here. He's talking about the Holy Spirit of God. And the Holy Spirit is not an it. When you refer to the Holy Spirit as an it, you show fundamentally that you don't know who the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's a spiritual person. He's the third person in the Trinity. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. When we turn to Jesus and trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us as the guarantee of our salvation. The Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin and comforts us when, when we are sad. Listen, God is so crazy about about you and me, that he wanted to be closer to us than our very skin. That's how close God wants to be to you and me. He wanted to come inside us with his very person, the Holy Spirit. And this is our power for living. Um, I, I think about the hardest thing in the Christian life is the fruit of the Spirit. Does anybody feel that with me this morning? Do you know the fruit of the Spirit? If you grow up in church, you learn songs about the fruit of the Spirit when you're really young. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You guys know that one? Do you remember? Did anybody learn this one? This is, this is a kid's song. Kids, where are you? Let me, let, me, let me see you. You do things like the fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. The fruit of the Spirit's not a coconut. If you want to be a coconut, you might as well hear it. You can't be a fruit of the Spirit because the fruit are love, joy, peace, patience. All right, you guys, man, Christmas morning, you're like, man, what's up? I regularly find myself lacking the power to love people. I regularly find myself lacking the power to have joy. I regularly find myself lacking the power to have self-control. 
I regularly find myself lacking the power to be gentle. This is the fruit of the Spirit, not the fruit of Freddy. <laughs> it's the fruit of the Spirit. And it's what God calls us to. It's the kind of life that God calls us to. A life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And the power that he supplies is the person of the Holy Spirit. And when you have a real relationship with God, God empowers you by his spirit to live this life. Why? Why does he do this? Why does he call us to this? Why does he empower us to this? Well, it's embedded in that little verse. Now to him who is able to do, look at this with me in verses 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to the power at work within us. Look at this with me. I don't want you to miss this. Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Look at it in the sacred scriptures with me this morning. To him be the glory. To him be the glory. God made us for his glory. He saved us for his glory. And he's filled us with his spirit with the dream and the passion that we would reflect his glory, that we would be empowered by the person of his spirit for the purpose of reflecting his glory. It's all for a purpose, and the purpose is to glorify the Lord. Listen, you don't have to search any longer to find your purpose. When people come up to me and say, Pastor, I think I found my purpose, I often laugh, and I was like, it wasn't hiding. It's not a secret. Every one of our purposes is to glorify God. With every breath, with all that we do, in whatever vocation we have, in whatever our family situation is, in whatever our circumstances are, it's to reflect the glory of God. It's to magnify his name. It's to demonstrate that he is good to the watching world. It's to glorify God. But I don't want you to miss this last piece. It's the place. Listen to the way Paul writes it. He says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or think. In other words... God has big plans for us, his children. He has big plans for your life. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or think, according to the power it work within us. You can't do it on your own strength. You can only do it by being filled with the spirit of God. The dreams and the visions and the passions God has for your life can't be pulled off by you, but it can be pulled off empowered by the Holy Spirit inside you. Why? To him be the glory. Where? In the church. And in Christ Jesus. Throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Listen, God has big plans for all of us, and he wants us to accomplish them. He, he wants 2023 to be a, a year of flourishing, he wants this, the rest of this Christmas season to be a year of flourishing. But flourishing can't happen in our flesh. Flourishing can't happen empowered by us. But flourishing can happen by his spirit. Why does he want to do it? For his glory. And where does he want to dis demonstrate that glory? In his church. In his church. It, we would be tempted to read this verse and just think, well, he just threw church in there because it sounded good. Like it just sounded like the right thing to throw in there. To him be the glory in the church. Friends, don't miss this. Just participating in Jesus' stuff is not the center of the bullseye of God's heart. This little phrase in the church is, 
It's not an afterthought. The, the, the literal word here, church, is ekklesia in the Greek, which means assembly. Assembly. That's what it means, assembly. And so we might like to think, well, we're the church scattered and all the things that we're doing for Jesus outside of this gathering, that that's where he's getting the glory. And in one sense, yes, that's true. But don't miss this. The church is visibly seen as the body of Christ when we are assembled together in this place, being family. So many of you came in to me, came, came up to me this morning and said, thank you for having Christmas service on Christmas morning. And I'm like, I'm kind of like, well, duh. You know, it's going to be like a royal missing of the point if we didn't, right? You know, it's like, but there's something beautiful that happens when the body of Christ assemble together. And don't miss this, don't miss this. With all your days ahead, whether you're a a, a seven-year-old, a 17-year-old, or a a 73-year-old in this place, listen to me. With With all the days that you have ahead of you, if you invest in the people of God and in the church, if you give and if you serve and if you pray and if you make the church a priority, God will be glorified through your life. This is the place where God desires to demonstrate his great glory. And when you miss being invested in the church, you miss God's plan for your life. When you you miss dialing in with the church, you miss what God wants for your life. I know some of you feel like you've just got, a, you've got so many obstacles standing in your way to accomplish what God has for you. I brought some pictures of, of Jack when he strapped on that jetpack for the first time. I did get his permission to share these, by the way. Let me just pause there. This was the moment that we're all realizing that he actually thought it was possible to fly with the jetpack. There's a couple more. There's another. There he is. Listen, uh, we think it's silly to think that it was possible for him to fly around the room, right, with a jetpack. Friends, don't miss this this morning. Don't miss this this Christmas morning. It's possible for you to flourish. It, it's it's possible for your life to be marked with peace, for your life to be marked with joy. It's possible for your life, it's possible for you to break the addiction. It's possible for your marriage to be restored. It's possible. It's possible for that temper to to be controlled. It's possible. It's found empowered by the Spirit. And it's displayed beautiful when you're part of the assembly. The church is the bride of Christ the body of Christ. And life, listen, life does not make sense when you try to live life on your own, disconnected from the body of Christ. So my prayer for you in 2023, my prayer for you this Christmas season, is that you'll flourish. You'll flourish because you're empowered by the Spirit. And you'll have a priority in demonstrating the glory of God through your investment in the church of God. Church, I love you. Merry Christmas to you. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your great love this Christmas season. and Father, we know you've got more for us than we know is possible. Father, we know that you've got passions and dreams for us. And 
And Lord, we just confess this morning that we often fall on our face because we're filled with the flesh, but we thank you that Jesus came to remind us with God all things are possible. Born of a virgin, born in a manger, the Savior of the world. And we just thank you this Christmas morning that Jesus can empower us today by his spirit and that we can reflect the love of Jesus in this world. So Lord, we pray you'd fill us with your spirit anew, you would fill us fresh anew, and that we, your church, might bring great delight to your heart. Father, we thank you for coming as a baby. We're so unworthy, but we celebrate this great love. We pray this Christmas morning in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's stand to our feet. Let's sing out. Thank you for listening. We trust that God is stirring something special in your heart today. We hope to see you on Sunday very soon. Keep it real, keep it Jesus.